You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Hello, podcasting world. Indeed. Coming live from Clemson, South Carolina. (laughs) Welcome to episode 22 of Around the King's Table. Uh, In this podcast, our aim is to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples disciples of of Jesus. Jesus. I'm Brian, and with me as always... George. ...is George. Today, we're going further in our series, Love in Hard Places. Uh, So far, we've done our best in brief windows to address the matter of patience Uh, when spiritual growth is maybe slower than we want it to be, as well as how to approach counseling the soul that is spiritually depressed or sorrowing. Mm -hmm. But the conversation we want to have just now, George, is about how to love families who are planning, seeking, and or currently in the midst of adoption and or foster care. Uh, Not always or ever an easy thing to do. No, no. It's a good topic. So, yeah. We want to speak to how we can exercise biblical love in this rather hard place. Uh So let's just dive right into it. Um, Let's just begin by trying to set up a biblical foundation for this kind of concern and care. Okay. I'll let you lead the way on that. Sure. Okay. Um, Well, let's start. Old Testament. So Mm -hmm. Exodus and the law, you know, God actually kind of lays out that, you know, kind of following his own heart, Mm -hmm. Israel is to care for, it starts with, you know, the sojourner. So those people who are not of their country, but find themselves. Yeah. Exodus 22. Yeah. 21 through 24. Um, But yeah, sojourners and then moves on to orphans and widows, Mm -hmm. uh, fatherless basically. And, and basically saying, Hey, if you don't care for these people, you'll be widowed you'll be fatherless right. um and and so just as a, a matter of israel if in your care for yourself care for these people um so maybe that's a, a place to start yeah interesting in that particular passage uh, that he also says hey i've delivered you out of slavery in egypt so it's that redemption out of their, Absolutely. their former slavery that is the basis of their taking care of those mm-hmm. who uh, need a kind of deliverance and redemption sure. uh, from day to day. So anyway, go ahead, brother. Yeah. Um, maybe another place to then jump would be to Matthew 19, uh, 13 through 15, which is just a, a statement of Jesus' love for children. Uh, the disciples try to push them away, and Jesus says, no, these are you know the, 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 the kind of hearts that the, the, the kingdom is made of. Um, don't push them away. Don't reject them. Um, so... Kind of using those two then to, to pivot onto uh, where James in James one twenty seven basically tells us you know what is religion if it's not to care for orphans and widows if you have this boasted puffed up sense of you know I'm spiritual but don't actually care for those who are unable to care for themselves mm-hmm. in society how, how can you really claim to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe a final one would be John 14, 18, where Jesus mm. basically says he's not going to leave us orphans. So there's a real sense in, you know, as we're ripped away from Satan and from the world's fatherhood, 
we could become orphaned. And Jesus says, no, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to, you're going to be my child. Um, So you're not just invited to, you know, a father, you're invited to a family. Right. So. Yes. So you covered a few of the ones that I had laid out as well. Exodus 22. Another one that was uh, interesting to me. I remember having preached through Job um, some time ago. Uh, Job thirty one eighteen mm-hmm. again. Job is is noted by God Himself as uh, a righteous man. Yep. You know, like there's there's no one else like him in all the world. And one of the things that he says in Job thirty one eighteen is that from his youth the fatherless grew up with him as a father, mm-hmm. and uh, from his mother's womb he guided the widow. Yeah. So again, you're just seeing there that part and parcel of. True righteousness in God's eyes is caring for orphans and and widows. Uh, Psalm 68, I believe it's verse 5. If I can have a second to to turn there. 68. A couple spots in Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is one of those, I think, if I can get there. Yes. So again, just talking about sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift up a song to him who rides through the desert. His name is the Lord, exult before him, father of the fatherless Mm -hmm. and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation, which is just incredible. So the imagery Mm -hmm. there of God being in in heaven and he's he's their defender. That's right. He's the defender of them. So. Yeah, you're seeing that there. Again, I picked up as well in the John 14, 18, Jesus saying that he will not leave us uh, orphaned. Uh, Romans 8 mm. is another one that interesting, where, yeah. where Paul talks about how the Christian in being indwelled by the Holy Spirit has been indwelled by the Spirit of Christ, but also the Spirit of adoption, mm-hmm. whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. And so, again, just, just talking about the, the nearness, what should be the nearness of, in the Christian heart mm-hmm. of this uh, desire to care for those who have been orphaned precisely because exactly. we were orphaned and have been brought in. Exactly. Like that should be part of our very soul as Christians mm-hmm. is to want to care for those in, in some manner to display the way that uh, God, the father has adopted us through his son, Jesus Christ and poured out that kind of um, supplication spirit into our into mm-hmm. our own souls. Yeah. So, um, and then the last one there is James one twenty seven. I think that's the one that we we really do want to to land on there. Ultimately, as it gets into the practice aspect of it, what is? I mean, he, yeah. he challenges us, right? I mean, the whole thing for James there is don't be hearers of the word only, but be mm-hmm. doers of the word. Is yep. your faith in Christ legitimate? Is it authentic? If so, then it's going to show itself this way. Right. Keeping yourself unstained from the world, mm-hmm. general holiness, putting off of sin, putting on righteousness. But then above that, caring for yep. orphans and widows. Caring for orphans and widows. Right. I mean, he even extends beyond that. I mean, it really becomes a full-fledged just generosity and mm-hmm. care for the other to where it's not only the not hearing and doing, it's also the not speaking and doing mm-hmm. him who's able to guard his tongue. He's really extending this to be... You know, if you're just simply able to speak or just able to hear, but you're not doing, then can you really trust that kind of faith to to be the kind Christ is asking for? Right. So I think there's a a really good um, biblical foundation for having uh, this kind of uh, care, concern Mm -hmm. uh, for 
the children, right, the, the orphan, uh-huh. and also those families that are seeking to be proactive and giving yeah. them that kind of care. And so let's move to that. What, what are some of the practical concerns uh, for adoptive and or fostering parents? We'll focus on the parents and then we'll go to the children. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the practical concerns for adoptive and or fostering parents? Sure. Uh, I mean, so to start off with is just the, the, the rudiments of actual care, food and shelter right. and spa- you know, just the space and the provision Um we all know it. Kids are expensive. I mean, so so there's that obvious kids. care. I have three kids. Yeah, four in the home. Yeah. And so. you know, it's one thing when they're you know little and don't eat very much. It, it, it progressively <laughs> you think, oh, it'll be easier. No, it doesn't get easier. And we're in the throes of that right, right as they go towards college. You're like, I, I can't do this uh, anymore. So it gets worse. It gets worse than, than where we are right now. It gets better in different ways. Yeah. It's it's not. Uh, I don't mean to to make it sound too bad, yes. but but that um, just the desire to love well. <laughs> There's this, you know, it's one thing to 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 love. It's another thing to really do it out of a whole heart. And then also as it relates to, you know, how the, you then love your children, mm-hmm. how they respond yeah. when you're doing adoption or, or fostering um, yeah. can be a really difficult uh, time. Yeah. Um, I talk about the family cost of things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's, a, there's an integration aspect where you're bringing – a child or children into an already existing family. Those mm-hmm. children have been in either in a family previously, or um, they have come into the world and they don't know who their family is, or they've been passed around from one family to another. Some of them good, some of them not so good. And then they're entering into your family. And so what are the habits and, you know, the expectations and the, just the things that they've picked up along the way that might not be, yep. um, you know, uh, conducive to a peaceable home, the, the kind of home that maybe you've spent your entire uh, parenting life right. trying to, to build in your in your family. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, the, the madness of dealing with well-meaning bureaucracy mm-hmm. or worse, not very well-meaning bureaucracy can be a huge toll. Um, just mentally and spiritually on those who are seeking to adopt. Um, (laughs) Feelings of inability, of just being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also the the whole idea of um, it's very easy to isolate ourselves from the woes of the world. Um, Going into and dealing with adoption and fostering, you're going to deal with every cultural ill that we have you're going to deal with mm-hmm. race struggles you are going to whether in your own family yeah. or yeah, as other people look in you could possibly be dealing of nation of origin kind of issues where it's just you know some people just not trusting people from outside of their country yeah. they, so right. you're going to deal with that um, some justice issues there. justice issues yeah, yeah. some folks who have done the international adoption and those kinds of things and they're waiting for months if not even years at times to absolutely get to a child and they don't even know is the child yeah. A real child is a child alive or have they just taken a hundred thousand dollars from us? Yeah. So there is a, <laughs> yeah. there is a justice issue uh, yeah. in, in a lot of that. So um, dealing with natural parents um, mm-hmm. can be a huge yeah. burden. You know, we talk about orphaned mm-hmm. in this, this sense, a lot of them do actually have parents and mm-hmm. that, that uh, struggle ongoing can be very, um, hard um and then there's just there's also just people's own hopes and dreams a a lot of people coming into adoption it's not because well you know i have all the kids out of the house now well maybe we'll you know 
house another child. Yeah. Um, a lot of them go into it already struggling with infertility and other things like that. So they're already sort of broken down and not coming from a very strong place. They have a heart to adopt because they would love to care for children. Mm -hmm. Um, But that can be its own um, struggle. So its own place that we have to, as we disciple them, that we have to bring encouragement and love and patience to those parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only thing that I think I would add to, to, just the concerns for, for parents is maybe more specific to fostering is there's always the, how long am I going to have this child? Sure. You know, am I I'm going to pour into this child? I'm going to seek to love them as, as best as I can love them for, mm-hmm. I don't know how long. And then ultimately maybe uh, have to give them back or give them away or whatever it is. And yeah. certainly that brings all kinds of, um, you know, just, sadness uh for for parents uh who have really taken to these children yeah and so uh there's there's a sense in which you're going to want to come alongside those parents and and provide encouragement and and Mm -hmm. exhortation and and these kinds of things for them to absolutely um try to stabilize their joy Mm -hmm. uh in christ and their trust in christ uh, with these with these children uh okay so uh what what then are the practical concerns for the children yeah. Uh, being fostered and or adopted. Yeah. I mean, you can just list off children who have dealt with instability, mm-hmm. where they're going to be, where they're going to find next meal, right. um, feelings of guilt. Are they the reason parents split and cause the situation? Mm-hmm. Are they the reason you know, for whatever situation they're in? Yeah. Um, isolation, uh, coming into a new family and feeling like you are the outsider. Um, yeah. uh, or have been on the outsider for a long time, you know, not knowing, not having the, you know, oh, can I go, you know, get in the refrigerator and, and grab a, you know, cheese stick or something? No, 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 I'm the outsider. I'm, I'm not able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, feelings of abandonment, um, not being wanted and knowing it right. um, can be a serious thing. I mean, we, we as believers deal with it. Yeah, well, and, and, and the feeling of not being wanted by those who ought to most naturally desire us. Right. Is there something wrong with me? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and being taken advantage of. I mean, there is unfortunately um, mm-hmm. many foster foster kids, especially, are going to have gone through the system multiple times with different parents, mm-hmm. and it never seems to get better. And it, it, it begins to feel like, am I being taken advantage of? Am I just, am I collateral? Mm-hmm. I'm not really a, a child. I'm not somebody who's worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Um and then just not knowing the the routine, not knowing yeah. whether to trust, um, just feeling out of sorts. So, I mean, you have all these things sort of just compounding. Mm-hmm. Um, even a child who otherwise, you know, they're smart, they're, you know, good natured, is going to deal with a whole bunch of issues that they're just not too, not prepared to as a child. Some of us adults don't deal with these things very well when they come. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's you bring in the whole. So, <clears throat> from what you've said, like I mean, it just seems to me like maybe even more specifically with the child or the children, you're going to have some soul care. Oh, absolutely. Issues. I mean, you're going to have that with with parents as well as they are seeking to adapt to adopting and and having brought someone into the family. Uh, but the children, uh, especially so young now, because of their youth, they tend to be more more uh, fluid, flexible, and forgiving. But there can also be real uh, trauma 
and these kinds of things that uh, you're going to have to um, have the privilege to sit down and try to, um, you know, just love, love them, uh, help them to uh, hopefully understand um, just the way of the world and these kinds of things. Yeah. And, uh, and yet also give them the hope of something that is, is much better, um, a a greater love, uh, the love that hopefully they're experiencing from adoptive parents and hopefully a love that is, uh, you know, it is a model or a display of the love that those parents have experienced from Christ. So it is a redemptive love in that sense. Yeah. So, um, I do think that's a, a big thing. You're obviously, again, in dealing with children, you are, um, you're encountering, you know, if they're young, probably unconverted sure. souls as well. And, and so they're going to deal if with, they're old even. So yeah, that's right. They're, yeah. so they're going to deal with those things. Let's say, let's say they are unconverted. They're, they're obviously going to deal with those situations of their lives in a, in a way an unbeliever would without mm-hmm. the light of the gospel. Yeah. And so, um, you know, one of the practical concerns there is that you are um, very charitably, uh, patiently, uh, kindly trying to chip away at, at some of the hardness that might have been accrued over time yeah. uh, in order to uh, share Christ and and uh, see the light of of the Lord dawn yeah. in their hearts. Going back to the parents, even that's that can be an interplay there with you mm-hmm. know, a parent not knowing how to discipline very well in that situation. They feel like they're walking on eggshells when they're trying to correct reasonably because they know what a child has been through. Um, yeah. And that can just that could be a cyclical thing that both work with parents and with the kids is mm-hmm. requires a lot of just grace, yeah. a lot of mercy. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so so how might a Christian and or church be involved in caring for orphans? Prayer for one, <laughs> and that's not meant to be trite, but I mean serious prayer for how we can be involved both as individuals and as an entire church mm-hmm. uh, is in order. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's targeted prayer for individuals, um, parents and children, um, whether that is simply prayer for God to put people in power who are going to behave justly, yeah, right. um, who are going to, you know, have, who are going to manage well yeah. and, and organize well. So yeah. we can be praying for our, our, civil leaders as well as our spiritual point, leaders yeah. and the parents and the kids. Um, and for a ton of just patience and wisdom, I mean, as people are going through the process, um, it can be hard. Yeah. I mean, do you go with, you know, as you're especially adopting, you know, is it, you know, do you, are, are we doing you know, overseas adoption? Are we doing, you know, age range adoption? All those things just require a lot of wisdom and understanding of what, you know, where we are in our life, where God has put us, um, yeah, absolutely. What we can really approach, you know, if we have a whole bunch of, yeah, it, it's going to be different for each situation, but pr- prayers for wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a church, we can be very welcoming and inviting and open all those skills of hospitality that, you know, James stresses and are so crucial to how the law kind of operates in Israel. We should be showing, we should be welcoming. We should be understanding, you know, you have kids who weren't socialized the same as your other kids possibly, or, or just don't know how to behave showing understanding, you know, in a church service right. in a prayer meeting in somebody's home, when you're watching the game, you know, whatever it be that, that understanding and calm and patience mm-hmm. um, can help. And then obviously just giving and sacrificing of our time, of our money, of our energy 
uh, to support them. Right. Yeah. So I'm probably going to lap through all of, all of yours here. So, um, nice, but, uh, relap, um, I think sanctity of human life is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. So as a church, we, we do a lot of things with the the pregnancy, uh, center and, um, you know, the reality is, is that I think uh, the last statistics I saw was something like there are a thousand children who are aborted for every 15 that are adopted. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, we need to be able to continually highlight the fact that being orphaned in order to be adopted is way better than being aborted. Uh, and so we just want to make that very clear yeah. uh, and advocate for life, mm-hmm. uh, even if it comes to adoption. Um, there is a sense in which no child is really unwanted in that sense, uh, that there are adoptive families or families who are waiting to adopt. They want the children. Right. Right. Know? And so, um, I would just make that point. Uh, I think obviously, uh, what you were mentioning in terms of the local church being a, a family is huge. Uh, being a heavenly kind of family is huge. Uh, we have, so when we think of maybe orphans, adoption, fostering, we think of younger children. Right. Maybe even infants, but but certainly younger children. But just in the last week, you know, as we've mm. been doing membership interviews and stuff like that, you and I both know that we, from time to time, you will have, uh, young people, when I say young, I mean late teens, early 20s who have lost parents. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that their parents have have put them up for adoption or something like that, but in the right. Lord's providence, uh, they've left this world for another. Mm-hmm. And that has left them orphaned in a sense. Right. And man, just the need then to be uh, the family of God for mm-hmm. those orphans. Yeah. Um, is is really, really important. I think it's also good, <clears throat> very important to um, advocate for the benefits of adoption. I mean, there's a, we, we've already just sort of stepped through what are the concerns for parents, right, what are the right. concerns for, for children. Uh, but also, I think if you talk to uh, a parent or a group of parents who have adopted a child, even where the child has been... Uh, let's say, uh, for lack of a better word, difficult, uh, they would probably come back and say, yeah, it's been, it has been hard. It's been a trial. And yet our, we and our own, our, our children are just having to learn how to be self-sacrificial. Yeah, like absolutely. we're having to learn how to take up a very specific cross and bear that every day. We're having to learn how to love, yep. really love, and, and so, I mean, you could, you could probably add to the list of things like that, mm-hmm. uh, that I think um, you're seeing the benefit of this kind of uh, generosity, hospitality, self-sacrifice, yeah. uh, whether it be, again, adoption or fostering or what have you. Yeah, playing all, I mean, uh, one of the ways we can is by advocating. And so I, I kind of have written down just kind of being courageous is a, is a, a goal maybe for both the parents mm-hmm. and for the church. In that a lot of um, people who are interested in, in following up with adoption and fostering, um, they want other people to get involved. But I think they feel so emotionally and spiritually drained from 
engaging in it themselves, mm-hmm. they really need somebody to come alongside and do that advocate work as they're doing it. They don't feel like they can do both the advocacy for, hey, church, get involved in this and do right. it themselves. Um, part of that would be be courageous. You you can actually do some of that as both a foster parent or a adopting mm-hmm. parent. You can be that courageous person to step out and do it and, and put that energy to it. But we who are not adopting and are not, are not fostering can be a, a serious voice for advocating. Come, you can be involved in this. We as a church can be involved in this and, and do some good. Right. And one of the reasons that we wanted to spotlight this hard place, yeah. love in this hard place, is because as a church, we, we've we talked about since I've been here, we, we want yeah, to have a, a kind of mercy fund or an adoptive a fund for uh, parents, uh, members of the church who eventually someday would want to adopt a child. It's a very costly thing to do. We want to be able to come alongside them, support them, make sure that they have everything that we can possibly give them, afford them to, to make that a reality. And so that's one of the reasons that we're we're even having this conversation conversation. is to put it in front of our own uh, local church as something that should be pivotal. I mean, again, going back to James one twenty seven, if this thing is at the heart of biblical Christianity, how can it not be right. at the heart of a, of a biblical church? Mm-hmm. And so we do a lot of mercy things here already. Sure. Um, but, but this is just another thing that I think would, yeah. would fall right. This in is in that God. realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a common core. It's sojourners. So people, strangers to the, to the mm-hmm. community, orphans, father, uh, orphans and, and widows. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation that we right. probably should have as a culture, but yeah. Okay, brother, uh, any any final words uh, on love in this hard place? Yeah. Um, uh, the first one is just giving ourselves a lot of grace. As adopting and fostering parents, mm-hmm. um, we're not God. We're going to make mistakes. Um, uh, there can be a fear that we're going to mess up a child even further. And we just have to give ourselves lots of grace. I mean, God gives us a lot of grace and, and we have to go into it in that mindset. And that can be hard to do. It's not like a, Oh, just tell yourself, you know, boost your self-esteem. No, no, no. This is come at it with the grace God has shown us um, as we go into it. So, um, forgiving quickly. Um, we, we need to avoid becoming bitter when other people don't necessarily take this on as their, you know, life mission. It can be so near and dear to our heart. We have adoptive kids in the house mm-hmm. that we can be very jaded towards church leaders, mm-hmm. uh, church members who are not showing an equal amount of right passion. Yeah. I mean, I'm passionate about ESL, about <laughs> speaking languages right. with people. But right. if I were to judge every Christian by, yeah. you know, whether or not they were interested in learning French with me, I'm afraid I'd have a hard time with it. I'd be really bitter and jaded. Mm-hmm. You just can't, we can't operate like that. Yes. And there's more than one way to care for orphans and, and absolutely and those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and this is just an aspect of it. It's an important aspect of it, but I think that's right. Uh, I mean, I think in general, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, every, every Christian should be hospitable, mm-hmm. but some Christians have a gift of hospitality. Absolutely. And some people, uh, some, some believers are, are going to have a peculiar passion, passion for this. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's a good, I think it's a good warning there, brother, just to, to say, great. You have, you have that Absolutely. great passion. Praise God. When you want to lead this, yeah, it, you know, you want to, you want to do this, then let, have at it, it. Let, yeah. and we'll, and we'll help you. We'll help yeah, you as absolutely. much as we can. And we'll try to bring people alongside, 
uh, in the process and, uh, and and try to at the same time encourage everybody in the church to be a part of it. To be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. So any, anything else there? Yeah. Uh, the last one is just uh, we can't save ourselves, yeah. let alone our children. So there is a, a sense where we need to give room for to let God work. Um, yeah. We can't just, you know, invite kids into our home expecting that they're just going to grab onto the gospel immediately and quickly. Um, it may take time. Um, the Lord is the one who really does bring mm-hmm. the gospel into an effective work. And so we just need to, again, it's a, it's a part of giving grace to ourselves that, you know, we need to involve kids in family worship. We need to bring the gospel to bear in yes. how we disciple and how our discipline and how we love. Um, but we can't change a heart necessarily. So, mm-hmm. right. The only thing that I would add to all of that is uh, if you'd like to check out, a, a, I think, a, a pretty good book on this subject. There's one by Russell Moore called Adopted for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife read that some time ago. Seems like a few years ago now um, and uh, was just really impacted by it. So uh, I would I would encourage folks, again, if you want to learn a little bit more about uh, adoption uh, or how you can care uh, for for children in this way. If you want to grow a passion for adoption, mm-hmm. then pick up uh, Russell Moore's book, Adopted for Life. And uh, good call out. I think that would uh, be very good and helpful. So, all right. Okay. Was, Thanks, brother. Yep. 